I mean, it but was, I love Tom Hardy. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> put him in there. Tom Hardy's great. Tom Hardy is the safety valve. It's like we can't think of someone good to put in this role. Just get Tom Hardy in it. Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the cash in box office <laughs> cheat card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, El Tato. What's going on? We got a podcast of Buff and the Blazer. If I was a listener, where would I go to find more? You can check us out on our website, thebuffandtheblazer.com. Drew over there writes an article that goes along with every single episode. You can find all kinds of little extras on the articles, and you can listen to the podcast right there. Also, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitter at Buff and Blazer. Follow us there. Get those clicks, people. The Buff and the Blazer. Welcome to episode nine of the Buff and the Blazer podcast. I'm Drew. As always, I'm joined with El Tato. What's up, people? And today we are going to discuss Birds of Prey, directed by Kathy Yan. El Tato, you're not huge into comic book movies. This may have been one of the first films you've seen in the genre in a while, if at all. What did you think coming out of the theater on this one? Coming out of the theater, it was, it was uh, better than I expected. But I also didn't have very high expectations for the movie because I'm not a comic book movie person i wasn't really a comic book kid but uh maybe the last let me see spider-man with toby mcguire that was the last that was the last comic book movie i've seen that's impressive i don't know when that was that was like early 2000s right yeah like yeah. two or something i'd say around there and i was like out after that <laughs> it's like just not interested at all i've seen a few comic book movies like playing if i'm in a hotel or something on hbo or whatever yeah like Suicide Squad's one of those movies. Mm -hmm. And I've probably watched that whole movie. I've probably seen every scene, but I've never watched it front to back. And I've only landed on that channel because Margot Robbie's in it. So I was actually not too bummed out about having to go see this movie because Margot Robbie's in it and she's awesome and insanely hot. <laughs> yeah, going into the movie, I, did, I don't know anything about Harley Quinn, the character, yeah, and her history. And I was uh, fairly engaged in the story. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to write a really good story, I think, with comic books. And I feel like the plot line and the story fell a little flat. Okay. But the action was better than I expected. I really appreciated that it was rated R. Oh, yeah. I, I like absolutely appreciated that. And, uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised, I'd put it, as like an overall. Okay, all right, that's fair. I am pretty familiar with these films, the DC and Marvel. DC films and Marvel, there's some smaller comic book films coming out too that aren't associated with the big two. So going into this, I was familiar with Suicide Squad and Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn, the character, and I could say flat out she nailed Harley Quinn in the film. It was so enjoyable to watch. It's like you took the character out of the animated series and plopped her into live action with Margot Robbie, and it was flawless. It was like the perfect execution of that character, and I was so happy with, with it, and it really made the film for me, like her portrayal of the, the character of Harley Quinn. It was so fun. I had a good time. Like you, I had my problems with the film, and I, I wouldn't say it's a perfect film at all, but I did enjoy it quite a bit more than Suicide Squad. It was better made. The characters were more interesting. And overall, I'd, I'd say it was just a better experience. I had a lot of fun. I would totally call this like a popcorn film. Yeah. It's a summer blockbuster, you know, go out and have a good time, eat your popcorn. and That came out in the middle of winter. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd have to say about, about Birds of Prey. It was good enough for me. And watching Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, it was a real joy, like brought, brought me back to my childhood. So was it a cartoon on TV when we were kids? Yeah, so like the early 90s, 92, 93. Okay. The animated series, it was huge. It was like winning Emmy Awards and stuff like that. Really well done. And her character was introduced 
in the animated series, if I'm remembering correctly. I know she has a first appearance in the animated series comic, but she really got popular in the animated series. And her character is exactly the same. Like in like the character you saw in Birds of Prey, that was the character you saw in the animated series in the nineties. Like the totally crazy off the chain, like the totally crazy, ditzy, hyper emotional. Yeah. Like tantrumy. Exactly. And <laughs> I was cracking cracking up watching her portray that character on screen. It was such a, a, a blast to watch. Let's go in a little bit to what you were saying about the plot of the film like what things didn't work for you off the bat like off the top of your head so it took quite a while for the birds of prey to form in the movie yeah and i kind of expected a little more like a posse yeah of chicks throughout the whole movie Mm -hmm. going out and kicking ass yeah and it they were like kicking ass in their own ways and then all the stories kind of converged and I felt like it maybe should have got there a little quicker. Yeah. With comic book movies, it's really hard to make anything believable, Yeah, I think, and kind of buy in. You kind of have to be a, a total fan of that series or, sure. you know, that, you know, group of characters. And when you don't have that like I do, yeah, it didn't hook me really yeah yeah you know like i was i just wanted to buy in a little more i guess yeah like you totally i don't know the characters so yeah like going in you have to totally throw away your sense of reality when you watch these yeah yeah i know that not not like not like in a reality not as a like as a hook sure yeah you know like Mm -hmm. like you need to to be invested in the story yeah like i'm i the whole movie could have been no story at all. Yeah. Just kicking ass mm-hmm. the whole time. And I would have been just as satisfied. Yeah. And there were there are elements of the story that I didn't really buy into at all. Like you and McGregor's character, I didn't really buy as like a supervillain. Yeah. That much. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get to that. But yeah, it just didn't really hook me in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. And the the fact that uh, Harley Quinn is, is really vulnerable mm-hmm. in the first half of the movie. Right. I, I'm assuming that's meant to like... Uh, bring you in a little bit but it kind of put me off a little bit okay i wanted her to just be badass the whole time i see okay yeah 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 i actually have the same criticism you do in terms of the cast and like the ensemble the way they were selling the movie you thought they were going to be together for a good large chunk of the film and they aren't until the very like last the climax quarter of the film yeah so i was kind of bummed about that because i liked all the characters that they had me too. And I liked their interactions together, and they just didn't get enough screen time together, which was kind of a bummer. Let me ask you real quick about, so the way they set the story up, it's not very linear. Like, they go back a lot. When yeah. They, they go back and forward in time. Did you dig that at all? Yeah, and and I think they probably did that for my type of uh, people that would end up seeing the movie <laughs> yeah. that don't really know much of the the backstory right. of anything. Yeah. When I did appreciate that. Okay. And uh, so I got to know a little bit more because I had no clue how she was created. Yeah. And like I said, I've seen Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. It's like all chunked up in scenes and stuff. Yeah. So like kind of laying out her history with uh, Mr. J mm-hmm. and all that was, was cool. And then I, I, I did like how they would post the character and then the grievance when she would like run into the yeah. people that were trying to kill her. <laughs> Cause all that is probably like real callbacks to either the comic books or the animated series. Right. Yeah. I mean, like those are probably villains from episodes. I'm guessing in maybe in her past. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not that well versed in it, but I did like how they did that. It made it pretty, <laughs> pretty interesting you like saw all the grievances listed yeah and some of the grievances were hilarious too <laughs> yeah it was a really funny movie yeah i appreciated that it was ewan mcgregor's character was really really funny yeah he was he was interesting but i think th- the main reason the film works in general is because of all the humor if this movie's not funny it's i don't buy this it's just not fun to watch you'd have to go way dark yeah and it's kind of hard to go really dark with her character because she's so like fun and yeah and bubbly and crazy 
Well, they tr- I felt like they tried to do that a little bit. So here, here's another kind of criticism I had is I felt at times they didn't know what tone they were going for. Like you have the R rating, you have the humor that worked. Yeah. But then there were some scenes with Black Skull that were just, they were really dark. Almost like you get to a certain point point of the film with him in a scene and something really dark happens and it kind of throws off the pace of the film. Yeah, like the the girl dancing on the table scene. Yeah, that one was really awkward and kind of. I, and I get it was supposed to be really uncomfortable. Yeah, but its placement kind of I felt derailed the speed of the film. And then there was the, the scene with him in the warehouse with the three people that yeah. are, that are captured. Yeah, like he goes from complete nutty, like eccentric guy to this super dark, very serious character. And I mean, I guess that's Black Skull in general. But see, like a major villain in the whole DC world in the Batman universe. Yeah, okay. he comes out of that. But I felt like what p- the pace they were going for in Birds of Prey, it kind of derailed it at times. But then it got back on once Harley was back on screen. But did you get any of that? Like when you were seeing some of those scenes, did it do any of that for you? They didn't land. Okay, He, he landed as like a funny, mm-hmm. crazy guy. Like, you didn't buy but him he, as the big evil guy. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it didn't land as, like, even though those scenes were pretty dark, mm-hmm. and his right-hand man, right hand man, played by Chris Messina, yeah, he landed. He was creepy. He was a great character, I Yeah, thought. he was really creepy, but, yeah, it just it just didn't land very well. Yeah, I feel the same at, way. In with terms of, of a villain. Yeah. I felt like there were moments where McGregor was very believable, as a an evil villain, but then other times he would try and like he'd deliver a line in a really evil voice trying to sound like he was sinister, but I just wasn't buying it. Yeah. And I think that's just that could be just my baggage with all the Ewan McGregor films that I've seen before. But yeah, some of his He's been killing it lately though. Totally, yeah. And McGregor's a great actor. I'm not great saying actor. he isn't. I just don't know if I bought him entirely in the role he was given. Can you think of an actor off the top of your head? playing that role and maybe having a bit eviler. Oh man. I mean, I don't want to put him in there because this seems almost too obvious, but someone in the same vein, I'd say a Tom Hardy. Okay. Someone like that. Someone yeah. that's a little more menacing, like but then could also pull off little bits of the the funny. Of the funny, like the the sick humor. I think someone like him would do that, but I mean that's kind of a generic answer, okay. just off the top of my head. But someone in that vein, I would say. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm racking my brain right now. <laughs> I can't really, I can't really think of anybody. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, but was, I love Tom Hardy. It was yeah. <laughs> it put him in there. Tom Hardy's great. Tom Hardy is the safety valve. It's like we can't <laughs> think of someone good to put in this role. Just get Tom Hardy in it. Yeah. <laughs> he's the. He's the. Cash in box office cheat card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. And he's he's familiar with the Batman universe. Is he in other Batmans? Yeah, he was in uh The Dark Knight Rises with okay. Christian Bale, your favorite Batman. I haven't watched any of them. <laughs> yeah, he through. played I can't uh, take him seriously. I've tried a bunch. He played Bane. And he was pretty scary in that film. Okay, cool. Yeah, he Maybe beat, I'll need to watch that at some point. He beats Batman to a pulp, like breaks his back and everything. It's oh sweet. Awesome. Maybe I do need yeah, to watch that. It's pretty dark. Here's one thing I did want to ask you, though, because I know you're a big fan of R ratings. Yeah. Especially in, like, I know horror films and maybe even films in this genre, even though you haven't really been exposed as much. But did you feel like... Is there a lot of R-rated comic book no, movies? No, no, no. The, That's the, why I don't go see them. The, um, the breakthrough comic book movie that was rated R was Deadpool. Oh, I've seen Deadpool. Deadpool changed Okay, yeah, game. so maybe that Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man wasn't the last. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Deadpool really opened the floodgates in terms of comic book movies being able to go R. Yeah. With at least with comedy elements. But I wanted to ask you, did you think this film Well, first off, did it seem like the R rating was necessary with what they gave us and do you think that they could have pulled off as good a story without an R rating? No to the second question. Okay. It would have been way too cheesy. If there wasn't an R rating. Okay. Because there has to be like consequence yeah. in these types of movies for me. And I feel when they're PG-13, like nothing is, the violence is unbelievable because it has to be toned down. 
And in this movie, I thought the violence was great. Like yeah. The the leg, a lot of legs breaking. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of really good fight scenes. Uh-huh. Some pretty gruesome stuff, which I all appreciated. Yeah. I liked that a lot more. And yeah, they could have gone w- much farther with an R rating too. On that same note. Yeah. That it's almost like the movie was right on the cusp between 13 and R. Yeah. Like it was just enough violence to be rated R. Sure. But like, I, I don't remember a ton of uh, cursing in the movie. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> maybe def- maybe it's just that I don't hear them. They definitely. If I'm not listening yeah. for it. Like there's, but you could have probably chopped out a lot of that. Yeah. They and, definitely and took made advantage. It, made it PG-13. Yeah, yeah. They so. they really took advantage of uh, being able to drop some f bombs. I thought with the R rating. So like in a target audience, if you were making this PG thirteen, mm-hmm. it would be way uh, more targeted towards teenage girls, right? And when you go with an R rating, you're shooting way more at you know eighteen to thirty five year old guys because it's all a bunch of hot chicks. Maybe I would say in general, this film was marketed towards men. Yeah. Even though it's a kick-ass female film directed by a female. Totally. Which I love, but I, f- I totally feel like this is still directed at the 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 male audience. No, oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. It like is. the com- I mean, majority of the comic book audience, I would say, are are male, but I don't have the numbers to to prove it. Although I I will say that I don't think a male director could have pulled off the same story. Okay. In terms of the cast and some of the little details in the film, I feel could only have been done with with a, a woman at the helm. And okay. I, I thought that was a, like really cool to see. I'm not familiar with Kathy Yon's previous work. I don't know if she's done a whole lot before this film, but I was really impressed with her direction and the way she was able to give you compelling characters that were interesting to watch and enjoyable to watch, and it made... You know, the end of the film, when they come together, it paid off so well. Yeah. And I felt like she did a really good job of setting all that up. She did a really good job of, of setting just enough backstory for every character, right? Yeah, totally. Like Mary Elizabeth Weinstead's character. Mm-hmm. What was her character? Huntress. The Huntress. Yeah. her She was so funny. <laughs> and how they would show her, like, in the mirror, like, practicing her... Yeah. Her line when she would <laughs> kill someone. <laughs> Her revenge lines. Yeah. Yeah, I I really appreciated how how funny it all was and how it all kind of jabbed it like yeah, these are like total badass characters, but yeah. they're just normal people. Sure, yeah. In general. Uh-huh. I I did like that a lot. Like I was coming across a tweet maybe a few weeks ago and someone pointed out they were like only a female director would have dropped this in the middle of an action sequence. And it's when they're in uh, the fun house okay. and Harley's on roller, roller skates and she stops to give black canary a hair tie. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like little things like that. I, that's something, you know, a, a dude directing would totally blow off and it, it, it never even occur. Yeah. And it adds to like the charm of the female ensemble cast. That's something I really enjoyed. And to, you know, put little bits of comedy in the the big action, yeah, in the middle of the big action is great. Yeah, I I thought she did a great job with with the whole cast. Let's talk a little bit about about Margot Robbie's performance specifically, um, and we'll we'll go through a little bit of each of them. But but I really wanted to address her first. So you said you you have seen Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't know the story. Okay, but you. you... But I've seen probably every scene in the movie. So okay. like I'd be flipping through and I'd be like, oh, Suicide Squad's uh-huh. on. Maybe I'll catch one of Margot's scenes. Yeah, you okay. know. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, but I don't know really anything about the character. Okay, was there anything that you noticed that was different from her portrayal of Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad versus Birds of Prey? Much more vulnerable. Okay. In this, from everything I've seen in Suicide Squad, I don't really remember. Maybe I haven't yeah. even seen the whole thing, but I don't really remember like. Her like losing her shit. She seemed always really confident in yeah. that movie, uh-huh. and that's probably because there's like a whole bunch of super characters, yeah, yeah all yeah. like doing a job or whatever mm-hmm. they're tasked to do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she came across as just a lot more human, maybe 
Yeah, I, I got that movie. too. I picked up on that too. Uh, one thing I will say is, well, here on my notes, I have she was the Harleyest of Quins. Okay. So I feel like you were, you're spot on with your characterization of her in the in Suicide Squad. I felt like she was coming across as like a badass and trying to stay that way, put on like, you know, I belong with all these people in this group that we have going in Suicide Squad. And I felt like her vulnerability in Birds of Prey was a strength of the character, and it was more consistent with the character you saw in the animated series. Mm. And so I loved how she would totally, like, she'd be going batshit crazy in a club, dancing on tables and stuff, and then you cut to the next scene and she's bawling. Yeah. Like, at the table, she's very emotionally unstable. Yeah. And I felt like this film did a way better job of portraying stuff like that than Suicide Squad did. And then I also liked how you get the sense that she just wants, like, a buddy. Like, she wants a friend. Or like a group, she wants like a family, yeah, to be around. She's lonely. Yeah, she's totally like she was all gung ho about getting the group together, like to work together. <laughs> and I really liked that about her character. And I, one of the things I really loved with her is I liked how she lived in an apartment above a Chinese food restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> and she's sitting down eating ice cream, watching like cartoons, and some. Uh... Canned cheese. I <laughs> yeah. love that nod. Yeah. yeah, squirting the canned cheese in her mouth. <laughs> On top of all that with her pet hyena. Like Bruce. up there, Bruce, named <laughs> after the hunk uh that she had. That's also out of the comics. She has okay. pet hyena. I figured I figured for for people like her whole apartment was yeah. probably straight out of one of the novel or graphic novels or whatever they are. Yeah. It's like the little details like that of her character, I felt really shown through in the film and, and did her a huge service. For fans that know her, I felt like this was, like I said, I put the Harleyest of Quins. That sounds like a, a good title for the article. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really appreciated how shit-faced she got in all of it. Like, I feel like they wouldn't let her get that drunk. Yeah. Um, if it was rated PG-13. <laughs> yeah. And she did, She did a really good job of playing... A really drunk character. Yeah. Which is kind of really hit or miss with actors. Yeah. Sometimes, like, like if you've ever watched Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they're yeah. really good at playing drunk. <laughs> it almost seems like they actually are drunk yeah. on a lot of it. And yeah. I, I thought she did a really good job as playing yeah. a drunk character and just taking shots like crazy. And yeah, she was really funny, too. And it, her character was awesome. There were also little moments, too, like when she's coming out of the, the club and she overhears a group of, of girls talking bad about her behind her back. Little moments like that where you, you kind of feel for her in the moment. Like she's getting, she's getting kind of hated on. Those were like her friends, though, right? Because wasn't she going up and getting all the drinks and then she comes around the corner? Yeah, I think that, you're, she was getting drinks for all of them and she right. thought they were her friends. Well, that makes it even better then. Yeah. Because, yeah, you totally you you feel for her in moments like that and that's something i feel like you didn't get in suicide squad like her humanity came out in this in this film i thought mm -hmm. even though she's this larger than life batshit crazy character and i love that she's super intel intelligent oh yeah that, that's the other thing too i'm glad you said that she rocked the uh that's also in the comics she has a phd she was a psychiatrist and that's how she fell in love with the joker and i loved how she flaunted that around in this movie yeah She's like, don't call me dumb. I got a, I got a PhD. Yeah, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> it was great. And they, they did one little flashback to when she's from Suicide Squad when she's got the glasses on before she's Harley Quinn. Yeah, which are, whoo, man, whoo. <laughs> you could put her in anything. Yeah, and lots of men would go to see it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, she. She was her great. reading the ingredients to a box of cereal <laughs> on the big screen, and people will go see it. Oh, my God. Highest grossing film. She's all over the place <laughs> this year, too, right? Bombshell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's getting she's getting out there in the public eye. She's awesome. She's landing great roles. And she's a great actress. Great she's, actress. She does a really good job. I loved how she announced her breakup with the Joker by driving the truck into the chemical plant. Yeah. And then it blows up, and it's like this colorful just atom bomb scene behind her, and she's strutting, walking off like a badass. Yeah, the, <laughs> visually, the movie was awesome. Oh, yeah. All of that, all the color, yeah, the action, the mixing of really fast-paced with slow motion. 
action. I loved the visuals of the movie. Yeah, me too. And I think they complemented the tone they were going for too, at least with the comedy. I thought it suited it well. Were there any other characters that you were kind of drawn to? I really liked uh, Cassandra Cain, L.J. Bosco's character. Yeah. I loved how she was a little pickpocket. Yeah. And would, uh, I thought some of those pickpocketing scenes were really good. <laughs> Not super believable as a pickpocket, but re- still really good. Yeah. And uh, I think she did a really good job at playing like the, the sneaky kid, yeah. but also an extremely sympathetic mm-hmm. character because she's got like a horrible yeah home life going on mm-hmm. and i i kind of like that uh black canary is like lives in the same apartment complex yeah and brings her in journey smollett bell is her name i liked her i liked all the characters in the movie except sionis just didn't land yeah that's I, the only character that didn't land really well for me i feel the same way ella j bosco though i liked how witty her character was and how she w- wasn't afraid to give it to any of the characters. Like, yeah. Just totally throw shit at their face. <laughs> yeah, the writing was really yeah, good. It was really, really strong. Really funny. Lots of great little one-liners and comebacks yeah. in the movie. I will say, though, that um, I think the film does a good job of downplaying the superhero element. I know it's big in some scenes, but in terms of like powers and stuff and going that route, I liked how the story was a lot more grounded. And so at the end, near the end, when you see Black Canary and she does her like shout, yeah, blow everyone away. That kind of threw me off because I was like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. So they they kind of show you a little glimpse of that early in the movie when she's singing in the club. Yeah, and she breaks and the glass. she breaks the glass. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that was her superpower. Yeah. Is that her superpower in the in the comic books? I think and so, stuff? to be honest. It probably has to be. Right? Yeah, I would think so. I'm I'm not as familiar with her uh, in the comics as as some of the other characters, but yeah, I would assume so that that's her her specialty right there. But I loved her in the role. I I thought she did a good job of portraying like the caring like older sister character to Cassandra Kane. Yeah. And then also being like kind of comforting her at the same time because she it's i wouldn't be surprised if her background was was really similar like she lives in very similar circumstances she doesn't seem like a a a villain at all no 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 you know where harley quinn's kind of you can't really tell yeah if she's a villain or a hero she's kind of both yeah i mean i wouldn't even classify harley as a villain in the film she's just no not in not in this film in this film she's just totally unpredictable but she does bad stuff yeah (laughs) and they highlight that Oh my God! You just made me remember. <laughs> One of my favorite parts with her is when she's getting the breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. That's totally in line with something Harley Quinn would do. Like it's, she's just totally melting over a breakfast sandwich. That sandwich looked bomb too. It was like her life at that moment. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, really, really great. Um, What'd you think of uh, the Huntress? The Huntress, I thought, was cool. <laughs> I liked how she was a badass assassin. Like, she had been training since she was a kid, and she becomes this expert markswoman. And then <laughs> I like how they contrast that with her giving, like, the lines in the mirror when she's trying to... Yeah, she's really funny. ...give her, her like, her revenge lines that she says to her, her victims. I like how you have the super confident assassin that's contrasted with that unsure kind of she's very unsure of her own kind of headspace when she's like on her her revenge quest yeah it's like she's really confident in her physical abilities yeah and really insecure insecure. in her persona yeah and her as as a (laughs) as a badass yeah it was great she's gorgeous yeah dude she's like supermodel type gorgeous like yeah. really tall, mm-hmm. like uh, really sleek, long neck. Yeah. So yeah, her character, the Huntress, landed great for me. She was super funny, total badass. Has like this deep history. She's got all of her hit list on her revenge. Mm-hmm. I really liked her character a lot. Yeah. The other thing that I'm I'm remembering now is I like how each of the the women characters had something to offer. Cassandra, Cassandra Kane, like mm. 
there's a moment with Huntress where she gives, I guess they're in the middle of fire, like pretty heavy fire, and Cassandra gives her the car that she had as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. To hold. She's like, hold on to this and just, you know. Because that, like, got her through when her whole family was right. massacred. Like, I really liked the interplay that all the characters had. They strengthened each other, and I thought that was really well done and made them very likable. What did you think of uh, Renee Montoya? Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. She's character. awesome. <laughs> I thought that was perfect casting. Yeah. Yeah, she's a total badass in the movie. And I love and how I they, like her a lot. I like how they made her the, like, and you see this at every company, every job, the person who gets the work done and gets none of the glory. Yeah. And is used as, like, a footstool for other people to to climb up the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> it was really tragic. And her, like, super, super heavy, like a New York kind yeah. of accent yeah. is really good. I thought she did pretty good in this movie, considering she's she's quite a bit older than all these other yeah. actresses, right? She fit right in, too, with the group. Yeah. She takes on, like, a like a, almost a matriarch-type role at the very end. Yeah, she is kind of like the leader, almost. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said, though, about, about New York. I don't know if they filmed this in New York. Was Did that look like New York to you at all? I don't know. Um, but I've I, never been to New York. Yeah, me either. But I, I, I wanted to hit on this, too. One of the things I loved about the way they set up the locations in this film is I loved how a lot of it was shot on location in the city. I thought that really gave an element of realism to the film. And I loved the locations. Like, I liked the back alleys. I liked the markets that they're walking through. I liked Harley's apartment, even though that was probably a stage. But I liked how she lived on top of the restaurant. And it, it really kind of, it made the scenery very interesting to me. Mm. And I feel like that was a that was kind of a something I didn't really care for in Suicide Squad. I felt like a majority of that film, I was watching a set. Looked way too fake. Yeah, and it looked too dark. It, it's, it seemed like they were going for the comic book look. In Suicide Squad, where with this one, they, they gave it a lot more natural, like, realism. It seemed like, visually, mm-hmm. they put a lot of effort in to, you know, set design and lo- yeah. where they were filming on location. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, the car driving yeah. scenes seem really real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked all that stuff. I like parts where you even have Harley, like, in a roller rink. Yeah, the, the roller <laughs> derby. Yeah. Like, that's that's so cool. Like, it all made sense in that urban environment. It's yeah. something you would totally see, and I thought that was a, a major strength. The fun house. I want to talk a little bit about that action sequence. That was, to me, out of the comics as well. There's There's been a few comics that involve, like, a mad fun house, and it's usually a Joker storyline. And I'm really glad they used that as, like, the big set piece for the last battle. Yeah. Because in there, like... Anything goes like you. You literally have Harley change her shoes in the middle of the fight into roller skates, and everyone's like bouncing off of like jumpies and trampolines and like socking each other in the face. I thought that was so fun. Yeah, it was really fun, and it was a quite a long action climax of the movie, which I really appreciated. Yeah, because there was some some good action in the movie, and then I felt like it kind of slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. For a while mm-hmm. and kind of lost me. And I was really hoping for a large payoff action scene. Yeah. At the end of the movie. And it was absolutely that when they're in the fun house, all those fight scenes were awesome. <laughs> they were done so well and like so goofy and funny noises. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, the whole car chase with the roller skates, I absolutely love that as far as action goes. I thought it was super, super well done. <laughs> yeah. I I liked also, too, how they're in the room and they see the, the crowd of gangsters coming to smoke them out. And Harley goes to the closet and there's no firepower in there whatsoever. Like yeah. Joker took all the firearms. And then you set up her <laughs> her little box of tricks and she pulls out her mallet. Yeah. Like, that's classic Harley Quinn right there. <laughs> and then, like, from there, they go down the slide and into, like, the depths of the funhouse. I thought that was <laughs> so well executed. Yeah, that's probably a callback, right? Yeah. To The whole funhouse element is a total callback to the comics and the animated series. Yes. It, I really... It was super entertaining, <laughs> The all the action in the movie. 
and the visuals. What do you think about Chris Messina's character? Was it Victor Saz? Yeah. To me, he was the more effective villain. He, I bought his creepy, crazy darkness. Yeah, he was really cre- creepy in how he, he always spoke with a really yeah low register. And the thing with him, too, is you notice like he has this really piercing stare, like this really creepy look when he stares the other people down on, on frame with him. And I felt like I was more afraid of him than I was Black Skull. Yeah, and it's almost like he has his own plans in the movie, too. Yeah. Like, yes, he's loyal to Sionis, but mm-hmm. he's he's manipulating the, the game a little bit for his own, yeah, own totally. sake. Yeah, and there's just, like, you can tell there's a screw loose in his head. Like, <laughs> he has that really mad, crazy vibe going. When he catches up with them in the, the fun house, and he's he's about to go and check on Cassandra. Like, I was curious to know if he was going to get anywhere near her character at all. And then he mentions, like, <laughs> he's what he's going to, like, cut her open, just how he did in the beginning of the film with uh, yeah. the three people in the warehouse. But then I liked how he he's the one, right, that tranquilizes Harley? Yeah. Yeah, I think he tranquilizes her. Yeah, well, anyways, she's all woozy, and then she's finally waking up, and then they get him, and then he's lying flat on the floor, and then as another character's speaking and they're getting the plot going, Harley's just there, like, randomly stabbing him with the dart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was I was cracking up during that scene. Yeah, and shout out to Ali Wong. She's in the movie a little bit. I oh, love, yeah. I love seeing comedians. Yeah, she's- in the movies. She was awesome. She plays the DA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did a great job, too. The whole, I mean, there's not a whole lot, you know, we could say about the cast that's really bad at all. I thought... Yeah, even McGregor's character, it's not that he didn't do a great job. No, 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 no. I think it's more of that that character in general. Yeah. Doesn't really come across as too much of a sure menacing villain. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, he had some really dark parts that I that were dark and pretty scary. And I thought those were pretty strong for his character. But there were other times where I just I wasn't buying into the whole evil villain thing. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Is there like a huge rift between uh, Marvel and DC fans or do they generally? I think it's more of pretty a, well. It's more of a perceived. Like battle going on, and I don't think it's an actual real thing because the same people that are going out to watch the DC films are the ones going to watch Marvel. Yeah, I will say, though, that. Overall, in general, I think Marvel's making better films okay. than DC. Have they done any rated R though? Are they? Are they not in the the Marvel universe? Is Deadpool a Marvel? Oh yeah, because he's he's X Men, right? Yeah, he's, he's Marvel, part of that universe. But in terms of like the Captain America, Thor, I haven't seen like any of those. those films. He's not at least yet in that universe, which they call the MCU. But yeah, I'd say in general. Marvel makes better quality films than DC. Although the last four DC films that have come out, like Shazam, Aquaman, I'd put Birds of Prey in there, and I, I know I'm leaving one out, but they've been. They've, was Joker a DC movie? Yes, Joker. Okay, I'll say Joker too, but that was disconnected from this from the DC. Yeah, movie. that was a hyper realistic, right. realistic adaptation. Right? But DC is is definitely ticking upward in terms of the quality of, the, of their films. Aquaman. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought Aquaman was fun. Dude, I turned on. It, it was on at some point. I think it was on HBO or something. And I, tr- I watched like 10 minutes of it, and it was just <laughs> the worst. I couldn't even finish it. I wanted to watch it because Amber Heard's in it. And I was like, okay, no, thank you. <laughs> all right, fair Couldn't enough. get into it at all. Fair enough. Birds of Prey... I've only seen 10 minutes of Aquaman, and this movie was way better. Yeah. Well, moral of the story, they're ticking upward, I think. Okay. Even and if they're you... trending darker, right? Is that fair to say? No. Actually, I'd say the opposite. Oh. I'd say they're trending brighter. That was one of their big criticisms early on when they had like Man of Steel, and then they did the Justice League. Batman versus Superman is a lot of people were complaining that the tone was just way too dark. Like people were like, when who Man of was Steel came Batman out, in in Batman vs Superman? Affleck. Affleck. Ah. Like when Man of Steel came out, that was the first film in the DCU, and 
lot of people were kind of thrown thrown aback because Superman's supposed to be this bright, hopeful character that inspires people, you know, and he instead he comes out and he's more of like a Batman character. He's like very kind of depressed and down and very dreary. So I would say, yeah, they're actually seem like they're trying to get out of that. Oh. And embrace like the the comedic the, the, tones and the the more fun like, like this movie like this movie and be a little less heavy okay i feel like the first three films out of the gate were kind of heavy and, and now marvels are getting darker you no, say marvel's films have been very consistent they've been a lot more like fun and energetic and not afraid of com- uh, comedy even though you might have some heavy storylines and that's something that a lot of people enjoy with the marvel films that dc wasn't hitting on early on but I feel like they're starting to take a little bit of that tone. Okay. Like I said, though, I think the past three or four films that they've done have been really, really good quality. And I'd definitely throw this one in there. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into some love-hates. Sure. What do you love about the movie? I loved the characters. This film is littered with badass female characters. But I have to give props to Margot Robbie. She, she made the movie for me. Everything I loved about Harley Quinn and the comics and the animated series I got in Birds of Prey. And so I'd say, especially for fans of the character of Harley Quinn, you have to watch this film because you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, I love the action most. Yeah. The acting was great. I loved all the chicks. I mean, a bunch of hot chicks kicking ass. I mean, what's not to like about that? Sure. But the action is where... It really landed well for me. I loved the fight scene in the evidence room at the police station. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. What the... was she shooting? Was she shooting? She like had a... some weird, like, cartoon cannon. <laughs> you know, like, one one bomb had, like, confetti in yeah, it. Yeah, it other explodes one... glitter. Yeah, it was it was funny. <laughs> but then the fight scene in the in the back room, in the evidence room, I thought was really well done. When she breaks that one guy's leg like three different ways. Oh man, yeah. And then when she throws the bat and it bounces off the ground and hits the guy in the face and they like <laughs> slow mode that out. Hey, does her character in like say the old uh the old animated series and stuff, does she flip around a lot? Is she like very yes, yeah. gymnastic mm-hmm. in, in her fight style? Yeah, Because I thought they played that up a lot in the movie. She's constantly doing like little judo moves and, yeah. you know, flipping over people and flip kicks and stuff. And I thought that was sweet, especially with the roller skates on. Yeah, she's very much like that. Yeah, so that's what I absolutely loved about the movie was, <laughs> was the, all the action, all the fighting. It was shot really well. It was really believable. Yeah. In terms of like fight scenes. Sure. You know, sometimes like it looks like she's hitting the dudes for real, like especially on the leg breaks. Like I loved the leg breaking. Yeah. That's like my favorite part of the whole movie. She does it twice. She yeah. like breaks the two dudes legs, the the guy's two legs in the club. Yeah. She jumps he, on him off the table. Yeah. Like in high heels, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then uh, and then the dude in the in the evidence room, she breaks it like three different ways. <laughs> Is awesome. Absolutely love the action in the movie. Yeah. In that case, you would not have been able to get away with that with a PG-13. No movie. way. Yeah. No way. In that sense, it really served the film well. And if I if there was one thing I had to dislike, maybe a couple things, it would be, one, at times I felt like Ewan McGregor, his portrayal of the character of, of Black Skull was kind of off at times where he'd come across very dark in a scene and then at another point, he'd be trying to come across as a, the evil villain, but it didn't really work for me in some cases. Having said that, though, I'm a huge fan of Ewan McGregor, and I love a lot of his work. So that's no, no knock on him. It could have just been maybe the way the character was written on the page that he was trying to get across. That didn't work for me. The other aspect was I felt like parts of the tone of the film were off a bit, and kind of derailed uh, when you had like the the comedic aspect going and things were moving, then it would get like really dark at a certain spot, and I felt like it derailed a little bit. But then you quickly got back on track. And those are just two minor minor critiques I have of the film. It's almost like they overshot the evil with McGregor's character. Yeah, because he's really only truly designed to come off as menacing and not funny in like two scenes. Yeah. And they were like really almost overshot, like too evil. 
Yeah, like I almost would have just ran with the the comedic aspect of his character the whole time. Yeah, I would have rather had him just be kind of crazy. Yeah, the whole way, mm-hmm. and then not as uh, like I guess narcissistic. Sure. But yeah, that's that's where it's at for me too. I felt the story kind of took a long time to get to where the title of the movie comes from. Oh yeah, that's the other thing too. I like, would have maybe liked them to uh, join forces a bit earlier. Yeah. In the movie, and maybe not just have one triumph together, but multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that's where they go with the with the spinoffs, because there's obviously yeah going to be spinoffs. Yeah, give us right? more time. Because every comic book movie, there's never just one. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it's kind of a downer. This movie lost, it looks like it's going to lose money. Oh, that sucks. Office, so no one really went out to see it. Might be a timing issue, huh? Could have been. Middle of winter. It underperformed like like crazy. I was the only person in the theater. Yeah, there were. When weren't. I saw it, and it was like, it was a Tuesday after mm-hmm. it had premiered. Yeah, the, the previous weekend. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Studio Movie Grill again. I had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was get? only five bucks this time, <laughs> dude. It was only five bucks. What did you have on the plate this time? I had a buffalo chicken pizza. Oh, man. That was dynamite and a beer. Oh, awesome. And I was cheaped up on some gelato G for this. I, I made sure to put a little chillum in the car so I could, because I saw this one on the way home from work, too. So I took a couple tokes before I went in. It was That's great. like the perfect Birds of Prey meal right there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went with chicken yeah. instead of beef. <laughs> yeah. Have some synergy with the title. Yeah, got a little bit of the sizzle. <laughs> But, yeah. but that's that's pretty uh, discouraging. I know, because I would totally watch a, a sequel to the movie. Like, I want to see the Birds of Prey again together. Like, give us more screen time with them together. Yeah. I was eating all of that up. Or you think they'll take each character? Does that happen a lot in uh, uh, in like superhero comic book movies? Where they come together? No, because I know that happens a yeah. lot. But uh, like each. Each character has like their own big group of series of movies too, right? Yeah. I don't know if there's enough depth for uh you know, Black Canary and Huntress. I mean you probably Huntress could have a movie. You probably could do films just based off of each of the characters. I don't think they're gonna go that route though, especially with the box office bomb. But I do hope we get a sequel because I mean, same director too. Keep yeah. the vibe of the movie. She did such a good job. Get a better villain. Yeah. Run it back, and it'll be awesome. Cause like everything landed for me in the movie, except the villain, and that's kind of a big part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know why, you know, more people didn't go out to see it. It's kind of a, a bummer. Yeah, it's a total bummer that a rated R movie isn't doing well at the box office because I'm rooting for rated R like all the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I want these movies all to be i want every movie i see to be rated r yeah well that's the thing studios won't usually give a film like this a rated r because they want the widest possible viewership to come in but deadpool put that all to bed so why do you think deadpool would be such a bigger rated r draw than margo i can't answer that all i know is deadpool totally dismantled that idea of Rated R movies don't make money at the box office because it was like one of the highest grossing R-rated films of all time. Yeah, I really hope this movie doesn't swing that pendulum back and they all go PG-13 because like, oh, Birds of Prey didn't do well. I hope But it's going to lose money, like really, like on... It's looking like it's going to lose money. What it costs to make versus Mm -hmm. what it grosses? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't have the specific numbers, but I know it it tanked pretty bad. It did not meet their expectations. So didn't deserve to tank. No, it's not a bad movie at all. It's really I'd say there's a lot more positive coming out of it than anything negative. I think at one point it was at like a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, it's gone down since a little bit, but it still has a fair rating. Mm. Hopefully they they try it again cuz I would love to see the characters back, the Birds of Prey. Yeah. Run it back with a much better villain. Yeah. And uh, it's probably way more expensive, but lean into the action. (laughs) You know, I could have had another good 10 minutes of fight scenes. 
Yeah. In this movie. Totally. Like the last fight scene's really long, and I appreciated that. Yeah. But I, I could have had some more. Definitely could have had some more. Yeah. You could tell you could tell right off the bat that they were having a blast making the movie. Yeah. Like the energy came through, I thought. And you don't always get that. So I thought, yeah, Kathy, hats off to Kathy Yan. She did a great job. Yeah, hell yeah, Kathy. Awesome. <laughs> so we've reached that point of the show. What do you give Birds of Prey? I will go rate the movie three and a quarter bong loads. Three and a quarter? Three and a quarter because visually it's really good. Mm-hmm. I liked all the characters and all the acting, you know, short of the villain. And you can't really go for, in my opinion, you can't go much higher with a comic book movie, right? <laughs> you know, maybe if there's a really awesome one, you can get towards a, you know, a four. But when you're talking much higher ratings, that's like stuff that's going to win awards. So you got to keep. That's fair. Yeah. You got to keep it within reason, in my opinion. Three and a quarter bong loads. Totally. I'm not expecting Birds of Prey to be one of those Oscar worthy films. No. <laughs> no. Having said that, though. Maybe for, like, set design or, or sure. director of photography. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But visually, it's awesome. Yeah. Having said that, though, I, I had a, a good time watching it. It was, uh, you know, it was a ticket worth spent, and I had a blast watching it. I had a lot of fun watching Margot and all the rest of the women, the kick-ass characters. I'm going to give it a 3.5. 3.5 buckets of popcorn. Okay. It's a film I'd totally recommend fans of the genre, fans of Harley Quinn to go out and see and support, it's totally worth the enjoyment you get out of those characters and Harley Quinn in particular. It's a blast to watch. I think it'll get a lot of action on once it hits the streaming world. Yeah, I, I'm almost wondering if they released this in the summer, it might have had a way better showing. Yeah. But it's hard to tell. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's kind of a hard time period to uh, to release a movie because the Oscars had just happened, and yeah, or was it the same weekend that it came out? It might have been. Actually. It might have been the same weekend. Yeah, that could. And hurt so it too. you know, all these theaters and there's so many great films coming out right yeah, now. Yeah, everybody's seeing these. You know, Parasite and yeah. Jojo Rabbit and 1917. Mm-hmm. All these movies that are getting all kinds of critic acclaim. Yeah. People are going out to see these probably. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's that Birds of Prey movie. We'll catch that when it comes on. Sure. Like, yes, we want to see that too, but there's a priority at hand. Yeah. You know, like everyone's saying 1917 is like the craziest film movie ever. Yeah. Which it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so maybe that has a lot to do with it too. So yeah. there's like kind of a few factors all playing in, like the R rating, the timing. Yeah. Middle of winter, it's cold. Yeah, but I I would I don't know. I would stress that it's it I to me it has nothing to do with the quality of the film. I no. thought it was fine and I thought it's something I'd recommend people go out and see for sure. Yeah, me too. So you heard it from us guys, the Buff and the Blazer. I'm Drew with El Tato, and we'll catch you guys next time. Later. <laughs>